0: Hey, we are so thankful that you're taking the time to tune in to GrumWat Church's podcast. It's our hope that this is an encouragement to you as you draw closer to Jesus. If you'd like to find out more about all things Grumwatt or for more info on our in-person gatherings, you can check us out at GrumWat.com. Now lean in. We're expectant for how God is going to use this time to speak to you today. I am so glad that you have joined us today. You're part of the Grumlaw family. And today, God, who is the Holy Spirit, is going to encourage you in a special way. Now, I don't say that because of my abilities. I say that because of who God is and what he wants to do in all of our lives. And I have no doubt he's going to show up. We're in a series right now called True Virtue. First week, we discussed honor. Last week, Integrity, and if you would like to get caught up on those talks, which, by the way, were pure gold, you can go to Grumlaw.com messages. Now, some of this material for this series, we've borrowed it from another church and then put our own twist on it because it's incredible material for all of us today. And today I want to talk to those of you who are feeling like quitting. In other words, you're thinking about throwing in the towel. Maybe you're thinking about throwing in the towel on your marriage. Maybe there's a dream you've had that isn't coming to fruition and you want to quit. Maybe you're involved in a ministry and you're not seeing the results you want to see and you're thinking about throwing in the towel. Maybe it's been a long journey with one of your kids and you're thinking, I'm tired of the extra meetings and the extra counseling. Or maybe you have an addiction and you're saying it's just not worth it. Or maybe there's a loved one who you've been praying for for a long, long time and they still haven't responded to Jesus and you want to throw in the towel. You've tried. You're tired. You've prayed. You've believed. And maybe you think you have nothing left, but I want to encourage you today because we can be encouraged by the most greatest, the literary work of all time, God's Word, that transformational Word. And in Hebrews 10 35 to 37, it says this. Do not throw away your confidence. Don't give in. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. Hang in there. So that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what He has promised. For in just a little while, He who is coming will come and will not delay. I I, want to share a principle right here, and it's this. Maybe you've thought of this, or maybe it's in your subconscious, but God is rarely early. But I'll tell you this, He is never late. And so as you can see, the theme for today to build on this series that we're in, our theme is when you feel like giving up. And so, right now, I just want to pray. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for me. I want to pray for us that we won't give up. Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you that we can be together. And I don't know who is listening, but you do know know God. And I ask in a special, Holy Spirit, supernatural way that you would minister to everyone who is involved in this, in, in this presentation right now. God, use this to give us perseverance and to stick in there in the tough times, but understanding that we can't become everything we want to become and we can't stick in there in the tough, tough times without you. So we call on you we rest in you, and we trust in you to speak to us today. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, are you ready for some good news? You're ready to gear up right now and have some encouragement and some insights for how we don't have to give up? Let me begin with an individual by the name of Angela Duckworth, now I'm sure that 99% of you have never heard of her. She studied at Harvard and Oxford University and she did a study where she asked the question, why do successful people succeed? Now what was interesting, she went from different groups of people. She literally went and studied those who went to West Point. Why did some quit? Why did some persevere? She then went and studied teachers, literally teachers, but not in the high-income school districts, but in the lower-income, you know, some of the impoverished school districts. And why did some teachers not make it? And then there were others that thrived. And believe it or not, she even studied those students who can spell words that have like 45 letters in them, studied spelling bee participants. What was it that made some make it and some not make it? Well, the study was pretty interesting because it really wasn't, it, it, it didn't involve IQ. It didn't involve that intelligence quotient. It was the AQ adversity quotient or as another author would say it is it was grit and grit is passion and perseverance for the for the long haul for the long-term goals not short-term but long-term not a week not a semester not a month for that matter not a year it was the long haul and when you think about people who have AQ, you think about those who care for people with special needs. We, we see that in our own church with our VIP program in our kids' ministry. Those people may not have, and I'm not knocking them, it, it, it's not an issue of intelligence. It's it, it really just something about they know how to handle adversity differently. I think of other people in our church right now who are dealing with people who have long-term or chronic illnesses, and there is just a stick about them that is to be admired. We can learn a lot, not only from that scripture that I've already read from, but we can learn more from God's Word in uh, the sixth chapter of a book that's in the Old Testament, that book is the book of joshua and it's the sixth chapter it talks about six days and there's a theme of six now to bring you up to date a little bit in the book of joshua there's a city called jericho and god said you are going to conquer and jericho is not going to be an obstacle but it hadn't happened so let's look at joshua 6 one to five. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites, God's people. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing their horns. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout right now, wherever you're at. If you're driving a car, if you're watching this in your living room right now, whatever you are, just shout right now. Ah, shout, okay. Uh, If you want to do it right now to wake up your kids because they should be out of bed and they should be listening to this with you, shout loud now. Shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. I want to share two reasons why we give up. Why we, in fact, throw in the towel so many times. Reason number one is this, our perspective is often limited. Now, think about it. You may not know this. Most people wouldn't know this. Jericho, it wasn't that big. Uh, In fact, you could go around Jericho in about an hour, but there were big walls, and it just felt unobtainable. How are we going to get into this fortress? Now, maybe you can relate. Um... Do you you know what you want to be? Do you know what you want, but all you see are the walls, the problems, the obstacles? You listen to the naysayers? Let me give you a, a couple of examples. You're in debt, and it's like it seems too big that you could never be like that Dave Ramsey guy and say, I'm debt free. Or maybe your family really hasn't been a church-going kind of family, but you start going to church, but every time you go to church, it seems like that there's this big issue with one or two of the kids, and you find yourself even cussing coming to church and going, is it even worth it? Or another example would be, you know, there's a broken relationship in your family, and you decide that you're gonna meet at Applebee's, Uh, that's probably a mistake meeting in a public place to discuss a private issue, but anyway you do it and then it ends up being a shouting match. And so it just seems too big, but it's because we have the LP, a limited perspective. If we go back to that verse one that I had up on the screen, Jericho was securely barred. No one was gonna go in, no one was gonna come out, and God says to Joshua, I have given you Jericho. So I I wanna share something here. When we trust God, we have to understand that God is the only one who can speak in the past tense before the present reality. Or to say it another way, God is the only one who can tell you what is when what is isn't yet. Do you have an area of your life like that? What he says is different than what you see. God said you're healed. You can be healed emotionally. You can be healed psychologically, and yet you feel broken. God says, I will bless you, and you feel God has forgotten me. God says, you and I are overcomers, but we feel overcome, and it's too much. Why? Perspective is limited. LP, limited perspective. You've got the Israelites, there are marching, and they don't know the end of the story. People are really questioning what is going on walking around a walled city. You know, there's this little song that some of you may have heard in Sunday school or in church. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. Now, now some of you are joining in maybe singing that. Now, I just want you to know Joshua would have hated this song. This was not some quick fix. They had had 40 years of wandering out in the wilderness... This was not like, ooh, Zappo, boo, the walls came tumbling down. I mean, that would be like uh, having a song. Joshua was, was addicted to drugs and porn, porn and drugs, drugs and porn. Joshua was addicted to drugs and porn, and he prayed, and now he's fine. No. it's more to it. With success, we, we, we don't know the price that's been paid, the pain that's been endured the private battles in the mind, in the heart, with other people, the personal sacrifices. Our perspective is often, and a lot of times, limited. That's reason number one why we throw in the towel. Reason number two, though, is our progress isn't always obvious. Joshua 6, 10 through 11, and verse 14 says, But Joshua had commanded the army, Do not give a war cry, do not raise your voices, do not say a word, until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to camp and spent the night there. So on the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp they did this for six days no war cry don't do as you think you've been trained no raise voices don't say a word shut up at this point there's a warrior meltdown because they've got their armor on they're going somehow we're going to get in here and we're going to beat down this wall and we're going to beat down the people and you want us to walk around but Joshua so many times we don't understand this with God and the Holy Spirit and notice at the beginning when I started speaking I was praying about the Holy Spirit I said the Holy Spirit would would minister to us would speak to us Joshua was leading uh, an obedience order see sometimes when we're following God We don't get some of the perks like we get if we play a video game and we get, when we go to the next level, we get a new sounding music. They weren't getting any signs as they're walking around Jericho, like, uh, God, could you at least on the external give us a crack so we know the walls are gonna come down? And often we can handle the process as long as we see some progress. Sometimes we say, I'll fight for the marriage as long as I'm beginning to see some activity, events take place where there's hope. I'll pay down my debt. Uh, if, is it possible that I can eventually have financial freedom? I'll eat good, so I'll look good. Uh, if, if, if I'm single, if I know that there's some hot babe or stud on the other end, I mean, I'll snort hummus for this. But it's crazy. They didn't see progress. And what is really nuts is, is they were told not to talk. In other words, zip the lip. And why would Joshua say that? Because maybe Joshua knew something that is very applicable for us today. Sometimes your mouth is your worst enemy. Your mouth begins to say, I can't. This is never gonna happen. This is a bad situation. And sorry to be so blunt, but sometimes we just need to tell ourselves, shut up and keep walking and marching and listening to God. And how do we do it? We trust. We pray, we love, we forgive. We grasp a hold of that verse from Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or in the Old Testament, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not under your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will, he promises that he'll direct our paths. You know what's interesting is, is God told Joshua that they were gonna walk around for seven days. But Joshua never told the people how long they were gonna be marching. And so these people are thinking, we look like a foolish-looking marching band. And isn't it frustrating sometimes to be doing what we think is the right thing, but there's no end in sight? You know why? Because it's so much easier to persevere if we know how long it is before we get the prize or maybe the victory. It's. It, it, it's easier to say, I'm going to stay pure for two more years if I know that in two years I'm going to have that mate that I've always wanted. I, um, uh, it, it's, it, it's easier to stick in there if we endure with our spouse who has depression if we know that by Christmas they're going to be better. Or we can take the pain if we know there's a payoff. But oftentimes, we don't see the progress and we don't stay committed to the process. Here's what's key. Here is what is absolutely key to understand in this whole idea of throwing in the towel and persevering. This was a lesson in building our faith. Depending on God, teaching dependence on God, not on stuff, not on things, not on outward circumstances. And here's, here's something that you should write down or screenshot right now. God often does something in you before he does something for you. God often does something in me before he does something for me. Just speaking on a personal uh, level This has really been a tough, tough year. A time of evaluating, at times self-doubt, what is in the future, and it hasn't been easy. Little did I know that uh, going through this in this year that I would be asked to speak on this subject, throwing in the towel, but it kind of ties in with God often does something in you before he does something for you. Uh, As many of you know, I uh, run with Hope Water International. It's a, a ministry that we have where we literally run races to raise money to dig and sink wells in Kenya, Africa for women who literally are going to get water for their family that we probably wouldn't use on our gardens. And wherever we sink a well, we put in a church. But I want to tell you, this year, running has been horrible. Worst year of all my years of running, 10 years like with Hope Water. I cannot tell you what the, weekly, the, the weekday workouts have been like for me. There's been sometimes I've been running and I've just walked. I've wanted to absolutely give up And maybe I shouldn't say this and just go to hell with it. It's too much work. I've literally wanted to throw in the towel and say, I'm done. But I've said, if I do that, I will be a hypocrite. And I've had to pick up the towel and literally, with the humid days that we've had, wipe off the sweat and say, am I going to be part of something bigger than myself? And I've had to trust and pray and believe at a level I've never believed. And people are saying to me right now, what's your time going to be when you cross the finish line? I go, it ain't about any time this year. It's about just crossing the finish line. And what I'm reminding myself is what we're presenting and I'm presenting in this talk today. You may be closer than you think. Don't stop on six. Don't stop on the sixth time around. In fact, will you repeat that with me? Don't stop on six. Don't stop on six. One more time. Don't stop on six. Florence Chadwick, I'm sure, just like the other individual that I mentioned, you probably haven't heard of her, but... Back in the 50s, she was the first woman to swim the English Channel both ways. And in 1952, she decided she was going to swim from the California coast to Catalina Island, 26 miles. Fifteen hours into it, the weather conditions changed and the fog came in and Her confidence wasn't where it had been. She was exhausted. She was discouraged. And she was being encouraged to just go, just a little bit more. And she quit. And when she quit, she was a half a mile away from where she wanted to be. Don't quit. You're close to where you want to be. You may be closer than you think. Hebrews 10.36 says this. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Don't stop on six. Would you say that again? Don't stop on six. What if the children of Israel would stop on the sixth time around those walls? They wouldn't have seen the victory. They wouldn't have seen the walls come tumbling down. You don't know what lap you're on. You don't know what lap you're on in your marriage. Don't give up on your marriage. Find a counselor. Have people pray with you. If you're in a ministry and you say, I haven't seen fruit for years, don't give up. Persevere. Maybe weight's been an issue for you. Literally, weight's been an issue for you. Don't give up. You can win that battle. Persevere. Persevere. Don't give up on that family member who hasn't responded to Jesus yet. Persevere. And for those of you who are here right now and you don't know Jesus, God hasn't given up on you and don't give up on him. Respond to him today. Don't stop on six. You're a half a mile out. You're closer than you think. And when you are ready to quit, remember why you started. Pick it up. Wipe the sweat off and you fight. You fight like you've never fought before because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Galatians 6, 9 says this, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up. Don't give up. And I want to pray for those of you who right now want to give up. And I don't know in what area it is that you want to give up on, but I want to pray for you right now. Father God, I don't know if it's an addiction. I don't know if it's a battle at home. I don't know if it's a financial situation, but you know and you know who I'm praying for right now. And I pray that your presence will come upon this person right now in a special way where they won't give up, and right now they will have a resurgence of confidence. They'll have a power from your spirit to say, with God, I can make it. Father God, encourage them. Father God, bring people around them that can support whatever it is that they're going through and they want to give up on. And Father God, I also want to pray for people right now who have been battling for a long time, responding to you. And right now, may they say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I'm tired of fighting you. I need you, Jesus. I choose to live for you from this day on. I pray all of this in your powerful living name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for being with us today. Don't give up. Don't stop on six. Persevere. Because you can and you will do it if you do it with God.